here's a message from Ken Lavica. I'm not concerned yet, but will somebody help Jimmy? Stone Lebanowitz hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. Presented by FAU MBA and Sport Management Program. Turn it up! Turn it up! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, it's Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 1063. Put the white flag away. You don't have to bust out taps. We're not having funerals. Nothing's dead. It's heating six. Okay? It's heating six. But what I will say is for all of the heat pessimists, here, here is my olive branch to you. Somebody not named Jimmy Butler needs to at some point contribute in this series away from Miami. At some point. Anybody. PJ, maybe you can start feeling it from three in the corner again without airballing like you were last night. Tyler Hero, if you don't play in Miami, you're worthless at this point. Kyle Lowry is able to give more on one leg. Looks like he's not going to play coming back to Miami. Uh, Victor Oladipo, all right, all right, all right. Uh, uh, bam, bam. I understand you're, you're, you're filling up some numbers, but please finish more than 30% of the time from within five feet. It's just bad. It's bad stuff unless you're Jimmy Butler. Ken Levick alive Monday. I'm disgruntled. I don't feel great. Physically, I'm fine. Mentally, not so fine. This weekend took a toll on me, largely because of this Heat team. Monday means Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. One of the faces, the best damn local TV you're going to find, not only in this market, not only in the state of Florida, but in the world. Period. The world. Theo, I'm sorry I'm such a black cloud today, but I, uh, I, I, I wish better for Jimmy Butler and this team, of all teams, the 76ers, I am so annoyed that it's gotten to this point now because there's genuine belief there. Yeah, they, they uh, Sixers fans are feeling themselves for sure. Oh, I, you can't stand you people. I know, man. I tweeted um, before we were up to zip going to Philly. I tweeted that we were packing the brooms. Um, and our Jets to Philly, and I've been getting a lot of slander on Twitter since. Um, we did, we packed the brooms. We yeah, did. Yeah. It was in the luggage. It just we just didn't want to pull them out. No, it it has you know? been it has been really really frustrating. And by the way, in the end of John Levine Accident Attorney Studios downtown West Palm Beach, Phillips Point Towers right off of the massively uncomfortable and just just humid and disgusting intracoastal. Uh, Stone Labanowitz, Friday Night Lights, runs this thing until 2 o'clock. He was right in the middle of that uh, at the uh, the Miami Grand Prix over the last couple of days. Uh, just awful, awful heat. Gross. Uh, summer's here, people, okay? Um, I refuse to give up, though. I refuse to give up with this heat team, okay? This is... This is this is not a departure from cocky Heat fan. This is still the Heat team that was tops in the East for a reason. For all the discussion about, oh, this is the 76ers as a complete team, finally. The Heat didn't have a complete team all season long. The Heat haven't had a complete team because of the Kyle Lowry hamstring and him hobbled all series long. So, enough of that. 
Okay, enough of that. Oh, we're finally seeing the sick. The, the Heat are just as banged up. We're just as banged up. But what we're seeing is a Heat team that clearly is different away from home than they are at home. This doesn't mean that the season's over. And there's something to be said about having some guts. You people act like, for those who have written off the Heat, you people act like the Heat haven't had a long playoff run before. You people act like LeBron and D-Wade and Bosh weren't brought to Game 7 multiple times. You people act like the Big 3 Heat didn't face a 3-1 deficit, Mm. okay? These things happen. Chris Paul fouled out last night. That series is even now, okay? So have some fortitude and have some guts. The Heat are not in trouble. Everybody's held serve. It's as simple as that. The Heat are not in trouble, but... What I will say is that if someone doesn't come to the aid of number 22, then come midweek when we're talking about the Heat, they will be in, tr- in trouble. Yeah. Because Jimmy Butler has been one of the best Heat playoff performance we've ever seen in a single postseason. 35 game three, 40 last night, high percentage, playing defense, really doing it all trying to drag this team to success. If he doesn't get help, then it will be trouble. But as it currently stands, the Sixers held serve. Great. The Heat aren't in trouble. The Heat have home court, and that's why that's why finishing with the one seed it in matters. the East, it matters a lot. They have the one seed. They have home court through the finals. But I will say, though I'm not concerned with this series, I still think the Heat can pull this one out. I don't know if they can do it in six like you say, because who the hell is going to make a jump shot in Philly? I know. I know. Who in a Heat jersey is going to make a jump shot in Philly? I know. I don't know. What, what were the numbers from three uh, last night? Do we they have shot it? 22% from three. 22%. 25% in game three. Oh, this gonna... was the best three-point shooting yes. team in the NBA in the regular season. They go to Philly, and it's like they're shooting against a brick wall. I was going to give you the numbers. And yeah. They are bad. They're just really <laughs> yeah. bad. They're bad. And people want to talk about, like, so, so you know, obviously the optics of it are the Heat win two games, Joel Embiid comes back, and then Philly wins two games. But if the Heat shoot even an average clip from three-point yes. land, I don't know if we're having that same discussion. It would have at least been a one-possession game last right. night, if not Heat and favor. Yeah, they were within striking distance in that fourth quarter, but they, just couldn't get over the hump, and that right. had to do with not making threes. It was not making threes. It wasn't like it was just that we were getting shut down at the rim. Jimmy got most of his points, like mid-range rim. like He was getting oh, yeah. it into the lane. It wasn't like Embiid's presence was that much of a deterrence. It was, but it wasn't it was. that big. It wasn't so big that we couldn't have won that game. It's just you got to hit some threes. The, and it's not like the Heat are taking contested threes. The Philly defense hasn't been anything where you say, my God. God, that's amazing. Joel Embiid makes all the difference. Fine. Is he an impediment down low? Sure. Is the Heat pick and roll still effective? Absolutely. The Heat are not just missing threes. They're missing open threes. While Harden is making step back threes again. That's the thing. And I I keep thinking that, and I hate the saying um, uh, that that water will always find its level. I hate that saying because it's old timey <laughs> and it's nobody says that. Nobody talks like that. But the the thought is certainly accurate that at some point everything's going to average out. The Heat aren't going to be shooting low to mid twenty percent from three, especially with those high percentage distance looks yeah. for the entire series. The problem is. 
You do have guys who are young. You do have guys who have come off of injury that you're depending on to continue to hit those threes. And if P.J. Tucker's not hitting them, then Victor Oladipo's saying that, and oh, there's pressure on me. Dude hasn't played in two years. Tyler Hero, oh, I'm sixth man of the year. I need to get the job done, putting pressure on himself. Those threes aren't falling. Like, honestly, if, these, if, if those guys aren't going to hit open threes, I know that we've banished him to the basement of Uh-oh. FTX Arena Uh-oh. in chains, and he's not allowed <laughs> to take off his warm-ups and take the floor. Where is he about but, to say? But you know where I'm going with this, especially if the Heat are going to play zone. Spo, it might be time to put Duncan Robinson on the floor. Woo! One minute this entire series for yeah. D-Rob. One. 60 seconds. I, 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 listen, is he going to be the key to winning the series? No. Could he be key to taking the cap off the rim? Yes. You're giving him a spark. It, and what I would, The reason I would lean that as well is, like you said, they're playing the zone, the zone that has been working yeah. decently, and then with Duncan Robinson – I mean, if James Harden is going to hit contested step-back threes, let him do it on Duncan Robinson. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? And then we can get a three on the other side. Yeah. Like it, it, Because it's not like the defense is going to suffer so much mm-hmm. that you couldn't use that spot. Now, the question is, is Duncan going to put him in? Because he also has been pretty streaky this year, and that's why he's been on the bench. Well, I think you take the risk, at the, especially coming home. Yeah. You take the risk. Yeah. Just just see what he can give you. His best game was really the only game he played in in this postseason. Game one against the Hawks at home. He went and off. And he went off. Yeah. He went off. I mean, can't you still give him a six-minute spell, see what he does, and then go from there? Yeah, I think the bigger risk was jogging Kyle Lowry out there on one leg. Well, that's not going to be an issue in game five because it looks like he's out. Right, so if we're worried about putting D-Rob in, Kyle Lowry can't even play to his full potential. Right. He's out there yeah, limping he around. Looked bad. And, he looked and, bad. And, and he, while he looked bad with that limp, I will say that dude is a beast. Because Warrior. he still, still was was organizing the offense. He was still trying to move things. He was still trying to get back defensively. Clearly hobbled. He became a detriment defensively. But he still, I, I mean... He was getting open looks, too. Yeah. Part of the issue is coming back from that hamstring injury, he didn't hit a damn open three or was unwilling to shoot off the pick and roll. And and Brady Hawk, a uh, guy that I really, really like what he does, uh, Five Reasons Sports, was saying that, 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 that uh, Kyle Lowry killed the Heat in Game 3 because he refused to shoot open looks off the pick and roll. Yeah. And then Kyle Lowry had open looks last night, and there's no elevation on his jump shot whatsoever. And everything was a line drive. So it's... It sucks. It sucks. But the Heat are officially banged up, and they're officially uh, now in a series. But I still refuse to say that they're in trouble after losing two games in Philly. I'm yeah. not doing, it. You, I'm mentioned, not doing ho- it. you mentioned holding serve. I think that's the biggest thing for me. When they went down 0-2, Harden got on and said that the series doesn't start until the home team loses. And I love hearing that. A lot of veterans have said that. And I, and I think it's really true. I mean, the Heat are 5-0 and this uh, playoff run at home, and they dominate these game fives and stuff. So we're going back to Miami. We're okay. They're okay. No doubt about it. I, I the, the one thing, though, is game game five is the season. It's pivotal. You lose that game if you're Miami, it, it's Probably over. a done deal. It's over. I, at least I don't feel great about it. I, I, would, I would go as far as to say it's over because I just can't <laughs> see. I mean, what have they shown us on the road that would let me think that they will be able to go into game six in Philly back against the wall I know. and the role players will give us anything? Plus, is Kyle Lowry even going to be right by then? I, I doubt probably it. Probably not. He probably won't be good until maybe game seven, if not the next series. That's why these hamstrings are rough, he's rough, like 30, rough. He's like 50. Yeah. So you can't, you can't play around like that, but I don't know. One thing we do need less of, you talked about line drives. Um, 
early shot clock Jimmy Butler threes should be banished. Yeah. Like if there's one thing you can nitpick him about. No. If there's one thing you can nitpick him about, it's definitely that. But but it's I I will defend him here because he thinks he has to hero ball because he nobody, including yeah. Tyler Hero, is doing anything. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. I mean, maybe Victor Oladipo. I'm not going to bag too hard on Victor Oladipo because he, like Jimmy, was able to draw fouls, get himself to the free throw line. But other than that, I mean, P.J. Tucker looks tight. And I know that he's got a lot going on defensively, and they are leaning on him a lot defensively. But you need to be able to perform on one end of the floor and then worry about your defensive responsibilities on the other end. He's had open corner looks, and it seems like as deadly as he can be from there, the Sixers are opting to play off of him right now because the last two games, he did nothing from distance. And I also think that we need to start taking into consideration, I know he gassed Bam up, right? He got snubbed at the DPOY, but there's no answer for Embiid. There is no... no. He, he makes Bam, when, he, when, when he's backing him down in the post, Bam looks small. I think, what is he, 6'7"? Yeah. He looks he's, small. No, he's 6'9". He's 6'9", six nine. Nine, yeah, but, nine. Six but he's not 6'7". He has a 7'2 wingspan. Embiid is super skilled. He's super skilled and he's huge. And he's, and Bam's right. not small. And, he's like seven two. And you know, as soon as he feels contact, he's gonna act like he's Spud Webb and throw himself to the floor. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I wanna, I wanna make sure that this gets out there before I put out the question and we start taking calls. Okay. Joel Embiid, even and he, he, he's. This is another thing that concerns me a little bit. He's been snubbed for MVP. Probably oh, should win MVP. Jokic won MVP. Okay. Um, but, but. Joel Embiid is embarrassing when he does things like put his big ass into Gabe Vincent and then start flopping around after contact with a guy who's a full six inches smaller than him and a full like 55 pounds lighter than him because he can't stop flopping. Joel Embiid, as good as he is, he is an embarrassment to basketball sometimes. I mean, that's ludicrous. That's How do you live with yourself? How do you look in the mirror and say, I'm mighty Joel Embiid, MVP, and then as soon as you feel Gabe freaking Vincent on your backside, you're going to throw yourself to the ground. Yeah. Get a spine. And that's why when he gets the, uh, you know, people say the modern-day Shaq, who's the modern-day Shaq, I would never give that to him. It's all Giannis. no. It's all Giannis because Giannis actually plays with real power and force and, like, literally, you're not going to move me, whereas Joel Embiid wants to be, you know, he wants to be big Harden. This is why why the Embiid-Harden duo, I really don't want to see them succeed because at times they are an affront to the beautiful game of basketball. Imagine I mean, if Chris Paul was their point guard oh, today. They are just <laughs> offensive. <laughs> offensive, those two. Are the Heat in trouble? I say no. No. The Sixers held serve. Fine. We move. On to game five. Are the Heat in trouble? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063 at 888-760-3776. Are the Heat in trouble? At KLV1063 on Twitter. I I don't feel great, but I'm not overly discouraged. Because, I again, I know how the playoffs go. I know how the playoffs go. In fact, uh, Stone, if you could, could you, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot like this, but but Evans 1155, uh, I just want to play the beginning of that. So let me know when it's queued up and ready to go. This is why I said a week ago, what was it, Monday, Theo, that we had our, yeah, that was yeah. game one. We yep. had our yep. heating up series preview. That's why I said 
playoff runs aren't fun. When the, the, the Heat are supposed to be in the playoffs. Been there, done that. It's not a novelty, yeah. okay? Maybe it's if it's a novelty, the playoffs are fun. But there's a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety. And when you're going up against a team like the Sixers that are as good as they are, mm. and you're the one seed, this isn't fun. This is torturous because you expect that the Heat, as the one seed, and as big fans like we are, they are going to to play up to potential. And when they don't, and now they find themselves in a dogfight series, it sucks. This isn't fun. Yeah. yeah, it's agonizing. That's the best way to put it. I'm not having fun doing this at all. But it's part of the deal. It's part of the deal. I think the Heat have the fortitude. They certainly have the depth. But the depth needs to start stepping up. It does need to start stepping up, and that's the thing that you would like to count on when you have an Eric Spolstra uh, coach team and a team that preaches culture. You mm-hmm. expect those guys to be able to step up in big moments. And, again, Evan was railing on us and railing on you he specifically me. for saying it not fun, right? He said it was the worst the, the worst lead-in question to an interview that he's ever had. When I said, Evan, do you find, when I asked him, Evan, do you find these things fun? Do you find playoff runs fun? Because I think they're anxiety-ridden. I don't like them. It's not fun in the moment. And, and he killed me for it, right, Stone? He crushed you, and he said, Theo, you're going to let him ask that yeah. question? You guys didn't discuss before the show. He went after us. Like, yeah. totally tried to embarrass me, right? And then it, I want to hear the, the first part, because I thought I heard it correctly, but <laughs> I just I need to hear it back. This is Evan starting his 1155 portion today. Well, last night was ugly, guys. Not fun to watch. Oh, wait. <laughs> the Heat oh, wait and the Sixers. Wait. Wait, did, 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 wait, 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 wait. Can we just re-cue that real quick, Stone? Because, I, I, again, I thought I heard that correctly, but let's just be triple sure here, Theo. Huh. Let's just be triple sure here, Theo. Let's don't play one more time. Well, last night was ugly, guys. Not fun to watch. Oh, the heat. oh, oh. So on Evan. Monday, it was nonsense. Monday, it the was horrible. the worst interview question that Evan's ever heard. Mm. But today, suddenly, Theo, oh, yeah, playoff runs aren't fun. Mm. Weird how that works, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it, it's, it, it's, oh, it's like I said. It's like I said. Yeah. These things aren't fun. It's it's not, and he and he should have known. And then it came back to bite him. And I'm I hope when he re, when he uh you know delivered that line, it kind of jogged his memory a bit. If not, this will. This is what I was saying. Yeah. What I was saying Monday, especially against the Sixers team that I find to be wholly unlikable. Yeah. This is what I was talking about. Because if it is a dog fight, it is not fun. And now the Heat come home, and are they in trouble? No. But if it gets to halftime, they're down 15. Mm. Game five. They're in trouble. Then if they lose, then it's like, uh-oh. Yeah. All hell breaks loose. It might be evacuation. Must mode. win game five here. Are the Heat in trouble? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Let's kick things off in beautiful Jupiter. That's where David is. Hey, what's up, uh, David? I don't know what happened there. Hi, David. <laughs> yep. Hey, hey. Um, I don't think they're in trouble only because uh, this is Typically, what happens when you've got two fairly evenly matched teams? They, you know, win at home, and uh, they didn't have Embiid before. That mm-hmm. takes a little bit of a uh, while to adjust to that when you're on the road. Uh, players like Green, I think the announcer said uh, in Miami, you know, he shot horrendously at yeah. one point. I think he had hit like three threes in a row. I so. believe, I believe, David, and correct me if I'm wrong, Theo Stone, anybody, I, I mean, David, even you, but I believe game three was his season high in scoring. It was. 
It was. I mean, I mean, David, that's right. exactly what you're talking about. Is it, there are and, and James Harden is good for about one of those games that he had last night in a seven game series. Well, in addition, if you look at the the shots that the Heat had, they had a lot of wide open threes. Totally. Their offense was flowing nicely. They yep. just weren't hitting shots, and nothing cures that better than going back to Miami. Uh, those guys aren't going to miss shots like that uh, as a team and, and shoot such a low percentage. I mean, the Heat were one of the best three-point shooting teams, if not the best in the, the country, like as far as the depth. So I think they'll be all right. It's a little scary, but uh, I think they're going to pull it out just because they still have home court advantage. David, you've got the guts. I appreciate that. It is a little scary. David's right. Yeah. Am I a little scared? Yeah, I've got the little tinglies in my tummy. I don't like it. Not the good tinglies like the ones in my loins, like the bad tinglies, the Mm. ones in my stomach. That's not good. That's not fun. But, again, it's like you said. It's why the one seed was important. Yeah. It's why the one seed was important. Now we get to see Embiid come to FTX. We'll see if Harden can come back and do the same thing that he did. I'm betting no. I, I, I just... I think that this is going to be an energetic, rejuvenated Heat team, even without Lowry in Game Five. Sixteen and four in Game Fives at home, all time. Yeah, yeah. I, I listen. Mm. It's still advantage Heat. It's still advantage Heat. That said, there have been some concerning trends, like not making wide open shots from three. Yeah. And this is where we see the value of Eric Spoelstra as well. You're coming back home. Philly has the momentum, but. Miami still has the home court mm-hmm. and the better coach. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what the game plan is and how they come out and punch in that first quarter. It's got to be a, a solid haymaker in that first quarter and see how Philly reacts to that. I love that. There is no doubt, though, that Joel Embiid makes a significant difference. Yeah. I, I know I'm not saying anything monumental. <laughs> like It's not the most profound thing I've ever said on this show. People driving, like, oh, God, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> Crash into the median. No, but, but Joel Embiid, there's so many things you have to pay attention to. Mm. And the Heat have tried to flash doubles at him. The Heat have tried to trap him. Uh, they've tried Bam one-on-one. They've tried to deny him, front him. It's difficult. So even if he's not scoring... He leaves everybody else open. He leaves wide open driving lanes for Maxi, who I think has been the biggest pain Man. in the series. Forget Harden and his prayers. Yeah. Forget Embiid and his flopping sometimes and then sometimes bully ball. Maxi is the biggest, most difficult issue to account for. Yeah, when doubling Embiid, that just leaves ISO mm-hmm. for Maxi. And that's why Danny Green has wide open looks. And that's why he's been able to shoot as, all because Embiid right. is on the court. As good as the Heat are defensively, there is not a single, I don't think, defender in basketball who is able to stick with Maxi's first step. That's yeah. a damn fact. He, he's one of the fastest guys in the league, if not the fastest. It's tough, though, the Maxi part of it. But like you said, I think that the zone, again, in the second half, I liked a lot of what the zone was giving them against Embiid. And also with that right thumb injury, Embiid's pass is out of that zone when he tries to Not make a good. quick pass. Not good. So I like that. I like when they're able to trap him. I like the zone. So there's some good adjustments there by Spo. Um, but you can't let him have another 15 point first quarter. Are the Heat in trouble? 888-760-3776. Back to the phones. New York. That's where Jeff is. What's up, Jeff? Good afternoon, guys. Good, buddy. Yeah, I actually think. I agree with you guys, and I'm, you know, being a Celtic fan, I do agree. You know, they're in a little bit of trouble. You saw doctors make adjustments. You know, even with they would trap a Tyler Hero sometimes. You know, just to get him to shoot faster. 
But you got to take a book, take a page out of what Toronto did. You have to trap MB quickly and get yes. him to get rid of that ball. He yes. had a lot of turnovers last series. Okay, I would love to see the Heat and the Celtics go out of the next round. Okay, um, do I agree with you guys that Embiid's a, he's a wuss? Absolutely. He flops all the time. He cries all the time. I hate watching Harden. I just hope you know, I'm, I'm cheering for you guys to win. Actually, <laughs> but it is it's, it's a tough it's a toughest series with Embiid back. You can oh, see yeah. it. I mean, the two games the two games of blowouts. But like you guys said, Spolstra's going to make the adjustment. Okay, I, I believe he'll make. What happened? I don't. What's going on with Duncan Robinson? Why is he hurt? There's no trust in him because he doesn't play any defense and he didn't hit any shots yeah. all year. That's the problem. He's paid a lot of money to hit a lot of shots and he doesn't do that. And yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, but now it's time. It's time to put him back on the floor. Right. Gotcha. I agree. You guys, I mean, yes, you guys shot horrible. Just like Tatum shot last game. Right. You guys miss a lot of open shots that'll go down on the home court. It's just it's the playoffs. And yes, I do feel the same way with you. Ken, I, I sit on the edge of my seat. Like, it's very nerve-wracking. Watching that kid, watching Hawthorne miss a tip in by a Ooh. second. You oh, know, my God, that man. Was a foul. I know. Been, I know. You guys, do you guys think that could have been three shots? I think it, it was before the shot. It was before the shot. And I don't think the <laughs> ref wanted to interject there, you know? Yeah, it's it, it's tough. But, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it is difficult. Uh, Jeff, appreciate the call. I, I agree with you, Theo. That was a. Uh, I agree. It was you. one of those moments too, where the the official doesn't want to make a three shot call right there to sure. tie the game. Like he went for the rip through move. It yeah. was four seconds. You know, like it's tough, but that was before the shot. The reach and foul around the screen was before the shot. Right. And then Marcus Smart tried right. to go up with it. So. Now it's tough though, because in the regular season, that's probably three. Yeah, or even if so, it was, it, that that begs the question: Why is the officiating changing to the postseason? Because it has to. It, it does. No, have it to. has to. Have to. Officiating that, 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 changes in the in the late moments in the game and in the postseason. I mean, but everybody knows that it's no mystery to the players. That's why Chris Paul, when he tried that crap last night, uh, trying to cut off Jalen Brunson, he might have got that call in the regular season, but postseason. Uh, in pivotal moments, they're not giving you that. By the way, I just to let you in on the bizarro world that is this show and this radio station and really this market, uh, we had Jeff, who is a Celtics fan, who's calling us from New York, telling us to step off the ledge about the heat. <laughs> what, I, I, did I connect all those dots correctly? For Stone? sure. Yeah. Was that the correct mapping there? Yes. Well, very this interesting. Place, this place <laughs> is the craziest place in the United States of America yeah. to do a sports talk radio show. Our man Ernesto is in Boynton. Ernesto, what's up, brother? Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, disappoint. So as a Knicks fan, let's just say I don't want you guys to win, so let's put that out there. I'm not I'm not there to cheat you guys to win. Uh, I don't <laughs> want y'all to win tomorrow see, either. Listen, I know what well, we're not playing. It doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, but, but let's just say, let's just say that, that I do want to see great basketball and good basketball, and the and, and the Heat are a good basketball team. Now, to worry about what's happening, yes, because you guys had the chance with Embiid out to take the lead of the series. You didn't do it. You let them back in. Now, you let Harden get his legs back in. Yeah, believe I'm saying this. Yeah, but if he gets his legs back. Guys, you guys, and Maxi, you got to stop this kid. I don't know where. You're making this guy into a superstar. Shut this kid down. You guys have to be. And not a bio. Where are you, buddy? I want to see some points. I see the defense, but you got to continue to do it all by himself. 
And seriously, the other caller said it. Where's Robinson? Michigan alum. Where is he? Put him in there already. I know he missed some shots in the regular season, but yo, come on, everybody's missing shots in the in the in the in the playoffs. Give this kid a shot. You need help, Spolstra. You need help bringing the Michigan man. Guys, thank you for taking my call. All right, Ernesto, appreciate it. Again, is is Duncan Robinson someone that I, I want to, in a position to have to save the season? No, Mm-mm. absolutely not. But especially down Kyle Lowry now and the distance shooters struggling, at least give him some run. And, and his two-man game with Bam, I mean, maybe that'll unlock Bam a little bit more as well as a facilitator and even maybe yeah. open him up to score with and, some of those dro- and, cuts. And Bam was okay last night. Right. Like I, I think that we're still we're expecting too much out of Bam. I wish his offensive game was more evolved. Okay? There's no doubt about that. But he was, he was aggressive last night. I at least liked aggressive offensive Bam last night as opposed to game three. Is he going to go triple-double? No. Was he at least wanting to take the ball to the rim? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, realistically, what more could he have done last night? That's the thing. I don't think anything. Here's the real problem with Bam, and I've been saying it for like two or three years. He's eventually going to have to be able to at least take that corner three. That's what's frustrating. Like at least low 30s. And you know he has a good shooting touch. He has a good touch from mid-range. He's shot free throws increasingly well over his seasons. He's going to have to be able to. If Jonas Valanciunas is doing it, dude. Yeah, then it's your time. Come on. Yeah. Come on. (laughs) Go ahead, Stone. No, I, I was laughing because he's right, but yeah. the Jonas reference is hilarious. I'm just like, I would have, of all the big men that started shooting, think about that. Remember what Jonas was like like six years ago? I would have never thought he would be stepping out there hitting threes. <laughs> I mean, even Zach Randolph at the latter end of his career, like, you've got to be able to at least hit the corner three because that opens up more again for guys like Jimmy and it allows different lineups to be out there. But now when you have Jimmy and Bam out there and both of them are guys that you don't respect from three, that changes what is able to do. We'll get to your social media when we return. Um, speaking of Bam, I want to say it before I forget it, the thing that frustrates me most about him, though, is sometimes his passiveness where he'll settle for the elbow jumper as opposed to ducking inside and trying yeah. to go to the rim. And I can just tell if he starts to develop a three-point shot, it's going to I'm going to pull the little hair I have left out of the top of my head when he's stepping back into the corner as opposed to lining up on the block. It's going to drive me insane. (laughs) But you're right. He needs to, because he's capable of it, he needs to to more further develop and work on even the mid-range into the three uh, because it doesn't seem like he's comfortable with anything on offense. He's being aggressive. That's good. And then the next step is being aggressive and being successful. That would be nice. Yeah, That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Ken Levick Alive is presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. 22, like Jimmy Butler, 22 years of doing it. And like Jimmy, they have absolutely led the champions of the sports industry to the finish line. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program, this is your path. This is your red carpet. This is how you advance into the sports industry. There's a lot of parallels between Jimmy Butler and the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. FAU.edu slash MBA Sport. The FAU MBA Sport Management Program. The title sponsor, and we are proud to have them of Ken Levick Alive, FAU.edu slash MBA Sport, the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Stone, you tell me, should uh, should we hit the phones or should we take a break real quick and uh, jump on the phones on the other side? No, let's head over to Lantana. We got Cole. All right, Cole. Cole's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Cole? How are you guys? Good, buddy. 
bro, it's going to be the Heat in six, bro. All right. The Heat in six, all, all right. right, my man? You know, it's going to be absolutely ridiculous. But in the same exact way, the Heat have always been been bad in crunch time this season now. You know, at the advanced statistics, the Heat are very, very bad in crunch time. So we need to get a large, large lead basically by, uh, by the fourth. But in the same way, they have a great team out there now. So it's going to be very, very hard. But you still believe Cole Cole has just refined it a bit. Heat and six. Yeah. Heat and six. Yeah. I like that. All right, Cole. All right, Cole. Appreciate the call. I can live with that. I can rock with that. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm still kind of scared. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. It just occurred to me that this is a noon, a midday, a lunchtime radio show. And before it starts, every Monday and Tuesday, myself, Theo Dorsey, Friday Night Lights, we all load up on coffee mm. before the show. It's because we just woke up. <laughs> no, it's because I have been up for a long time because I have two kids. Oh. And so I'm going through that process. So this is like the afternoon pick-me-up. This is the afternoon coffee. How about Friday Night Lights, though, Theo? That dude, I walked in, he's crushing a bang. A bang a energy bang. drink, which is literally liquid heroin. Yeah, yeah. So you got the bang and the coffee. Yeah. Every morning, so, I walk in with the bang first and then one or two cups yeah. of coffee. So so Stone ah. Banowitz regularly has a post-bang coffee. Like, <laughs> I don't is... think that's safe. Like his heart right now has got to be like, yeah. like a drum roll. Like that drum roll you hear on our open of the show. Like uh. that's Stone's heart right now. I think it's used to it, though, at this point. It's like, it it's knows. It's like oh, it's coffee time. Or, oh, oh, it's no. bang time. Like, I, I feel so bad I, for his heart. Oh, like, man. Every morning, his heart's like, oh, damn yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to be put through it again. Yeah. Buckle oh. up, boys. <laughs> Buckle up. Hey, right ventricle. Get busy. <laughs> if you are an organ organ donor, just go ahead and take that off your life. <laughs> I don't think that heart is doing anybody any yeah. service. Yeah. Go ahead and just take a, <laughs> take a quarter, and you can scratch yeah. that off your license. Nobody's <laughs> taking that stone the Banowitz heart. Oh, my goodness. That man. is hilarious. Uh, so are the Heat in trouble? Straight up, are the Heat in trouble? All three of us in this room collectively say no. They're not in trouble. Are there red flags? Yeah. Do people other than Jimmy Butler need to step up? Yeah. Would maybe Duncan Robinson help the cause? Probably. At least worth a shot. But are the Heat in trouble? No. It's 2-2. Both teams won their home games. That's pretty damn common. Yep. Last week, you guys put a gun in my head and told me to pick the series and how it finishes. I did say Heat and seven. I expected Philly to show up at some point, and they definitely have. And I do think they hold serve until that last game. I want the record to show is not a literal gun to yeah. uh, Stone's head because he made it, it was sound not. like we had an actual firearm. In right. Here. Yeah. And I would have if he kept picking the Sixers, though. Like <laughs> yeah. It, I was going to say, yeah. we were on the path. Yeah. Doesn't mean we did it, but we were on the path to a was, real firearm. I was yeah. thinking, man. I was trying to I was going to stand our ground as Heat <laughs> culture fans, man. I was. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, it's funny because it's relevant. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we asked on social media at KLV1063. You can still weigh in. Are the Heat in trouble? Are the Heat in trouble? A number of responses here. Let's start with Chuck Kenyon. Absolutely not. Philly held serve with the most likely MVP. Role players play better at home. I don't know if that's the case, but is there a certain comfort level? Yes. Do I agree with Chuck Kenyon? 
that they're not in trouble? Yes, I absolutely do. He said most likely MVP after Jokic was already announced. I know this was before Jokic oh, okay. was announced. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he jumped in before the announcement was made. All right. Uh, Nikola Jokic, by the way, is uh, is MVP. We might as well. It, breaking news brought to you by St. Lucie Battery and Tire. There. Uh, <laughs> also, Mark tweets. Spo has no answer for Embiid, is not known to make adjustments. Yes, they're in trouble. Mark, do you watch the Heat or know anything about Eric Spolster? Eric Spolster is not known for making adjustments. He literally adjusted last night. He literally adjusted all regular season to the one seed because they had a G League team. Yeah. What is Mark talking about? Well, Mark doesn't watch basketball. He just he he's on he's one of those guys that just like reads through Twitter. Spo is not known to make adjustments. That's tough. That's got me a typo. I don't know how, but something uh, I don't got mistranslated along the way. I, I don't. I, I yeah, I, and I'm not reading it wrong. Maybe Mark is is he speaks a different language and he's learning the language and he's tweeting in English and it's not his first language because that's the only way it makes sense. Maybe I, he didn't have his coffee yet. How early was that tweet? I don't. Uh, well, he had the bang. He didn't have the coffee yet. That's what it was. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have the post bang coffee. Yeah. Like stone <laughs> and his 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 overworked heart. Uh, uh, Evan K says the Heat are in big trouble. Maxi's on a roll. Embiid uh, is upset at in win MVP. Harding getting better and better each game for the Heat. Bam's getting worked. Jimmy has to put up forty just for us to be in the fight. I don't really. All of hate that's that. very defeatist. I kind of hate that. How do we <laughs> listen? Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid didn't win MVP. I know he's going to tweet about it. That's yeah. what he does. He's going to troll about it, but is that going to tangibly turn into Joel Embiid, chip on shoulder? I don't I don't know. He's not going to play any better because of it. As, no. a com- as a competitor, I have to disagree. He's not. Like, like at some point, you are out on the court, and if you're in a groove and you found your rhythm, you are now turning it to, I want to prove a point. Like, I am the most valuable player. That actually might play into Miami's hands a little bit more, though, because, like, what Embiid is doing right now, the level he's playing at is perfect. If he tries to do a little too mo- sure. a little bit more, like, I don't know how that could turn into more offensive fouls, more turnovers. When he makes those quick decisions sometimes, man, especially with that thumb injury, that might play into Miami's hands, especially yeah. when you're going up against a vet-savvy team. You got Butler, Tucker. You think they don't know that he's a little mad? For sure. Yeah, like, come on. I, um, I, I don't think that Bam's getting worked. Is he in a tough matchup? Yeah. The toughest he'll face besides Giannis. Yeah, everybody's it's, getting worked in that matchup. That's the thing. I, it's it's not Bam's job to cut off the maxi straight line drive. He's being <laughs> exposed mm. on that because they're not picking him up at the perimeter. And be, uh, we're expecting Bam to get in the post and battle with Embiid and then jump out and guard the perimeter and then make sure that he's accounting for a cutter along the baseline because he's so good defensively and so aware defensively, and we're going to translate that into Bams getting worked? I don't think he's being worked. I think this is a really good offensive Sixers team when they have Embiid in the lineup, and it's changed everything, and everybody's trying to adjust. The defensive, the defensive failings of the Heat so far in this series, especially in Philly, very, very much don't have anything to do with Bams. Yeah, and the Heat also did a decent – after the first quarter, I think the Heat defensively were decent enough. They just didn't hit shots. Like, at the end of the day, that's what yeah, it came down yes, to. Yes, And it, they still had a shot in the fourth quarter, they, but Harden's making right. step-back threes again. Like, right. James Harden had three miracles where he put the ball in the air – and then he started praying to a higher <laughs> power, right? And, and those all fell through. Uh, okay, it was a Sunday – 
and he got prayers answered yeah. and fine. Three hardened prayers went down late. The Heat, despite the offensive struggle, still put up 108. Yeah. Yeah. That should have been a winning number for them last night, which is why I'm not going to sit here and panic it. Am I worried a little bit? Am I panicked? No. And that's why I don't think the Heat are in trouble because there are signs that even though they haven't played well, they have enough to beat Philly. Yeah, Harden 16 in the fourth and four made threes. I heard Nick Wright talk about it this morning. Was the most points he scored in a fourth quarter in a non-blowout game. So it, in a sense, was an anomaly. Like he hasn't done that. No. in over five, six and years. He's doing that once a series, and it happened last night. And it sucks, but it happened. And and James Harden is a very front runner player. Like when the going is good, he does play yeah. a lot bit a lot better. And you say in a non blowout game, those seven eight points, the way the Heat were playing, felt more like a blowout. It felt like twenty points, and that's what gave him the comfortability to have those step back threes and all of those isos late. And yeah. he hit them. Yeah. And he hit them. If they were down six, I bet you those shots were a little more shaky and they might have gone off the backboard and went, you Listen, know, rimming out. I'll I'll live with James Harden hitting prayers. Yeah. If that's what's going to beat the Heat, then fine. What can you do? Because those are low percentage shots. Low percentage shots where you've done the job defensively. What more can you do on that? That's good defense. Let him throw up prayers that he hasn't consistently hit in three, four seasons. I hear you, but I, I want to come to the defense of Harden, like as a competitor and athlete, like I do think this is what he needed. I, I think if there was one moment in the playoffs, one moment with the Sixers, this is his second highest scoring game with the Sixers. I don't no, think he, he play, needs, I don't think he comes out the gate in game five no, playing bad and missing shots. What James Harden needs is a bottle and a booty. Okay? <laughs> what he got last night. He earned that bottle and a booty he, last he, night. He did. That's he true. did. He but really he, did. He hit contested threes. But again, I will take that any day than allowing Tyrese Maxey straight on drive to the rim. Yeah. Okay? Like that that's me and my basketball brain. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'm saying if the Heat if the Heat force James Harden into those threes and that's the best that the Sixers are going to get in crunch time in game 5 or game 6 oh, or yeah. game 7, we'll you take that. And that's what I every single time Harden hoists one of those up, we'll live. Yeah. We'll live. We'll live with the results because totally. that's the res- that, that is the you can't play the results. You have to play what do you say the other way of it? You don't play the results. You play the odds? I guess. I, don't I mean, know kind the, of sort of. Yeah. What was Theo talking about? 888 <laughs> To your point, Ken, I, I totally agree with you. Now you can't focus on Harden too much because then Maxie's mm-hmm. going to go for a 35 ball. Mm-hmm. So you got to play your odds, keep, Theo. Let him do all the step-back threes he wants. We right. will live. Yeah. It, yeah. it just shows that, that it's difficult. It's difficult for Spo. This is a difficult situation. And you rely on who you have. And this is why it's good that the Heat have depth. You might have to start throwing guys in to, to, to give fouls. That might be one of the plans you as well. Get, we might get Come some, on, oh, UD get minutes. Come on, UD. No. <laughs> Leo's in Riviera Beach. What's up, Leo? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Happy yes, Monday. Happy Monday. Uh, I, really, I really think that, no, there's not really any panic in Heat Nation right now. I'm a Magic fan, but since, since the Heat are in it, I'm going for the Heat. And uh, I, I really think it just comes down to being a make-or-miss league. Like, we saw these last two games that Hero and, and Struis and all them were, you know, the role players weren't really showing up, and that's to be expected on the road at some point. So I expect fully game five when they're back in Miami, Hero's going to step it up. He's going to start making those mid-range jumpers. Those, those threes will start falling, and the defense will be picked up a little bit because they'll have the home crowd behind them. So 
there's no panic in, in Heat Nation. I like the level-headedness, and Leo, I appreciate the call. I, 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 We've gotten a couple on social media where they're starting to say, well, pack it up, season's over. But for the most part, everybody seems pretty rational and pretty calm. It's almost like lessons have been learned for Heat fans that have been through this, this trudge yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. If you've been through it, if you've been a Heat fan for the past decade plus, then you know uh, this is how it could get in the playoffs. And also, what I will say is, this can work in this Philly series. I'm not really too concerned with it, but the next series, yeah, that's when it's like I need something out of somebody yeah. because but, it ain't going to cut it. But we can always lean on FTX Arena. I mean, they're so good at the crib. Like We can just bank on them winning hey, these games at home. Hey, it seems like it at least. Bucks, that Bucks team, the defense they have, Like I don't know if Jimmy's getting those shots, those same shots that he's getting in this you, series. You think like, Giannis can handle Peppas? Is that what you're saying? I think Giannis can handle anything. I don't think there's anything in this world stopping <laughs> that train. So It's going to be really annoying when Theo, Heat fan, but Giannis stan. <laughs> the the, yeah, the Heat-Bucks Eastern Conference Final is going to drive me insane. Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be hating on Luka Doncic along the way. Luka. Which, which you can't do because I've he is a savage. I've never hated on the dude. I never hated on the dude, but he does get picked apart on defense a lot. I will say this, Game 5, because i got to admit, the Heat crowds in this series have been a little bit sleepy because it was light work without Joel Embiid, so yeah. I get it. But you better get down there for Game 5 if you're going to the Heat mm. and Sixers and be loud as hell and be raucous and get after it. That needs to be the old Heat playoff crowds Game 5 because this is the season for the Heat. Yeah. Okay? Let me check so, those. They'll, ticket prices. The be, yeah, check those ticket prices. <laughs> and the best way to be fully relaxed and have all your energy and ready to go once you get to FTX Arena is by taking Brightline. Because you won't be stressed out, being in traffic, and you're screaming at cars around you, get out of my way, hawking, wasting your energy. No, you need to be fully ready to go and a little bit lubed up, just like you can do at the Brightline station with those premium tickets, little drink. Little snack, mm. get on the train, first class. Drink, snack, and you're ready to go. <laughs> Perfect. That's Brightline. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app, the only way to go see the heat. And the only way you're going to be fully ready to go and prepared when you see the heat and the Sixers in Game 5 at FTX Arena. By the way, the Miami Marlins 25th anniversary celebration at Lone Depot Park on Saturday. Marlins honoring the historic 97 World Series champion squad. No better way to get to that game, of course, than hopping on the Brightline. Take Brightline from here in West Palm or Fort Lauderdale, Dyna, Miami, then get free transportation that drops you off right at the ballpark. You can stay from first pitch to the final out with the Brightline Home Runner train. It departs after every Marlins game, so you don't have to miss anything. Also, Brightline, the smarter way to skip traffic and go see those heat with the buzzer beater train. So what I'm saying is take Brightline, okay? Brightline, gobrightline.com, and the free Brightline app. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. Hope everybody had a good Mother's Day. Well, the mothers. I hope uh, you male dopes out there who are uh, listening to us, especially you, especially you, because I know how I am. can be a little dopey come Mother's Day. I hope you, uh, you did the job. You at least made mom happy. Were you? Uh, did you do anything special for Mother's Day, Theo? 
I uh, I made sure my brothers in Houston uh, hooked everything up. I kind of okay. handled things from this end. You're like some the money. godfather of Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> like from from a, from a distance, pulling the strings. Yeah. yeah. Right. Had to get things inside. But also, you know what? My fiance's mom, uh, when they talked on Mother's Day, they were like, you know, Theo needs to be preparing to, you know, he needs to do some pre-Mother's Day stuff for you. And, and I'm like, hold on now. That's, what is that's that? not your mom. That's not my mom. She's not a mother yet. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh-huh. and also, what I think that's disrespectful to all the actual mothers out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Wait your now, turn. Now that, nice save. <laughs> nice that's save. Interesting. That is an interesting point because mother-in-laws are tricky. Now, you know, my mother-in-law... Uh, you say Happy Mother's Day. Sometimes she's down here. You make her breakfast. I, mm. I, I, I make her and my wife breakfast, and you know you do that whole thing, and it's good. Maybe there's a gift, but it's not like a, it's not like an expectation that I go wildly out of my way for my mother-in-law because, not my mom. I <laughs> right? like my wife takes care of that because, that's her mom. That is her mom. Yeah. Like, what are the? I'm curious. Because I don't know. There are some families, I'm sure, where all the moms are grouped together and it becomes one big mom gift-giving extravaganza. <laughs> but I was raised that my mom is my mom. Yeah. Or my wife is my children's mother. So that's the, that's the focus. Yeah. Your wife or the, the mother of your children and your actual mom. Direct line. It has to be yeah. a direct there line. There has to be a direct line. Exactly. Yeah. So everybody else just gets a happy Mother's yeah, Day and a hug or a nice right. You know. The peripheral moms can get like a tip of the cap. Yeah, um, that's the expectation. Then if you go above and beyond that, good for you. Yeah, yeah, good for you. But there shouldn't be an expectation that the peripheral mom becomes a focal point of your <laughs> Mother's Day. Where do you stand on this stone? I mean, I think it's preference of the wife of the girlfriend. I I, I feel like everybody would have a different take. I don't know where I stand. The tw- He's so scared. Don't. Yeah, he, he does not want to say. <laughs> he well, is you know so scared his of his mom. His here listening, though. Yeah, you know yeah. that. That's the thing. Every yeah. day. Yeah. He is he is terrified of this. My fiance's not listening, so I can say what yeah. I want. Yeah. So that wasn't that good of a deflection job? <laughs> I am. I'm. I can't believe you. I can't. We we have talked so much since Stone became a pivotal part of this show of stand your ground, have yeah. a, have a have an opinion, and hey, let's have a good discussion. And as soon as we brought up moms and which moms you personally mm. uh, you you reap gifts upon, he wanted no part of that. <laughs> he wanted no part of that. I don't, I don't stand anything, man. You're soft, man. I had a slow moving Mother's Day yesterday because currently my mother has COVID. So, oh, so couldn't, you're, you're that, couldn't, yeah. Couldn't, is she okay? Yeah, she's good. Okay, she's good. She's okay. holding it down, holding it together. But couldn't, didn't get a chance to see her, and, and so hung out, um, hung out with my stepmom, my girlfriend's mom. So checked all the boxes for sure. But, but that's where it is. <laughs> the girlfriend's the mom part. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Where yeah. he's scared. Yeah, he's nervous. She listens. Uh-huh. She's an avid listener. I know his girlfriend definitely listens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so now your girlfriend is probably because you were soft. And you straddled that fence. Mm-hmm. She has more questions than she would have if you just came out with a strong Mother's Day opinion <laughs> like Theo and I. Have. Yeah. You're right. And she also just heard me say that I checked the boxes. And yeah, she, that and, sounds bad. And she's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, it was just checking the boxes oh, yesterday." You're so, done. so th- thanks a lot. Thanks a you're lot. You too. It was great. Huh? He checked the boxes. Not not coming out with <laughs> conviction on Mother's Day opinions. Couldn't be me. Mm. Couldn't be Theo. That's right. Listen, I said what I said, and I stand by it.
Ten my, toes. My wife, she knows where I stand on Mother's Day. My mom knows where I stand on, mother, uh, on Mother's Day. My mother-in-law knows where I stand on Mother's yeah. Day. Same thing with Theo. Stone, you left a lot of question marks, my friend. <laughs> I look forward to seeing how you clean up this mess. I will try. I will try, and I will let you know how it goes, too, because it probably won't be that smooth, but I, I can hold my own. Stone, like Eric Spolstra, known for making adjustments, so uh-huh. we'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. except uh, Spo actually makes those yeah. adjustments. <laughs> hey, Godspeed, Stone. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3.